All right, uh, joining me now to talk about self-driving cars is the car guy, Warren Tucker. Good to have you with us, Warren. Uh, good afternoon. So, I've been in an air-conditioned office because it is blistering outside. Uh, it's, it certainly is. Uh, we've been hiding away in our office too, and uh, we're, we're, we're outside, obviously, hiding in the shade. Uh, but, this is, <laughs> but this is a very fascinating topic, and there's lots going on at the moment. The concept of a self-driving car... Uh, you, you were speaking a little bit off air and said that this is not necessarily new. It's not something purely associated with Elon Musk and Tesla. Tell us about the development of this technology thus far. Well, basically, the auto automated vehicle has always it's been a dream of most motor, motor manufacturers. You can trace, trace its roots back, back to as far back as the 1920s, 1950s, all the way through. The difference being is that over time, these vehicles have evolved. And they've evolved at such a rate where very soon we'd basically be getting into a vehicle and the car will be driving you to work. Uh, in, in other words, you'll be a passenger and you'd be able to read the newspaper, uh, potentially be on your cell phone and the vehicle will take care of the ride all the way through. You know, the, as far as your levels go, you've got levels here all the way through level five. The automated uh, system issue was level zero. So all that did was alert you that there's, a, there's an obstacle here. Um, please avoid the obstacle. All the way through to level five, which is basically full control. You have no human intervention is required. There's a steering. The, the steering wheel is an option in the car because the vehicle can drive itself. So your example of that would be in some of the movies you've seen a robot taxi. That is level five automation. And Elon Musk with the Tesla is not far off from that. Right. So level five is, is what he calls uh, any uh, a car will be able to drive itself under any and all conditions. And yes. he, he wants to get to the point, uh, I think, as, as early as this year where he wanted to drive uh, we had a self-driving car drive from a, a parking lot at, at his work in California across the entire uh, breadth of the continent to uh, park in a parking lot in New York. Uh, that yes. that development has has had a, a few, uh, I guess, uh, challenges. Just explain some of the problems that they've encountered. Well, you, you must remember that there's a lot of programming that goes into these vehicles. Um, the vehicles are not programmed at the moment. So when it's in urban driving mode, it doesn't know how to read traffic signals or stop signs and also detect pedestrians or cyclists. So it, will, or it won't engage when it's in an urban setting. It will engage on some highways where it can read um, the lane, the, the lines for the, for, the, for the different lanes on the highway, right? You know, obviously with all developments as they go, there was a bit of a fatality as far as the Tesla went. Um, in Williston, Florida, on the 7th of May 2016, uh, the occupant was killed when the, when the vehicle could not read or identify an 18-wheel eight, tractor trailer. So the developments that there's still going to be a bit of a ways to go as far as the development and the programming go. But these cars, I must just make a differentiation between what people think are automated vehicles and what they actually are. A fully automated vehicle, you'll be able to tell the GPS to take me to, for example, Silver Star Casino, and it will drive you from your house all the way to a casino and park there on its own. It will navigate the robots. It will navigate traffic. It will do all of that without your input. What we've seen so far is a lot of really clever vehicles, 
where the vehicles have, like for example, Mercedes-Benz has an has a automatic lane change, lane follow, automatic braking. It also knows when you're going to have an accident. These are very clever systems, radar systems, GPS systems, laser systems, which are constantly reading what's going on around you. And there's a brain on the vehicle that's making a decision to say, well, look, that vehicle is too close. I need to get out of the way or I need to apply the brakes. Okay, we're going to avoid this accident and it will do that. But they're not totally autonomous as yet. Up till now, the best vehicle we've seen is obviously the Tesla, but Renault is also showing off some nice stuff as far as they go. And um, there's a Korea, the South Koreans obviously not wanting to be left out. They've built an entire fake town in order to, to develop their vehicles and to teach their vehicles how to navigate in the real world. So I think, you know, I'd say 2022, 2023. We're going to start seeing more and more of these vehicles on the road. But currently, the legislation stands that um, there has to be a driver. No fully autonomous vehicle is allowed to be on the road without a driver ready in, in behind the wheel to take over if should the vehicle go wrong. That's the law where it stands at the moment. So so there's certainly got to be some development on the on the legal side. But uh, I think that one of the biggest challenges, Warren, and, and I mean, you're a guy that loves cars, is mm. the the, psych, the human psychological uh, challenge, which I think is uh, really are you would you be comfortable sitting in a car that is driving itself? Yeah, you know that's the other thing. Um, you know, there's an advert currently where there's a gentleman in a BMW and the BMW is driving him to work, and he puts the safety belt on quite tight and watches the steering wheel. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to sit in the back seat and have a vehicle drive where there's nobody in the, the, the driver's seat and take me somewhere because it's a mental thing. I'd also imagine that there'd be some consequences as far as the insurance side of things go because ultimately who's then responsible for the accident? If the vehicle has an accident, who's, who's responsible? Um, yeah. If somebody dies fatally, who's responsible? So those are all questions that's going to have to come up once these vehicles become more and more um, on on our roads, once they've become part of our daily life. And, and I guess the argument also becomes at that point is, is uh, you know, what's safer? Is it uh, given that uh, they will have accidents and people will die, uh, I guess you need to have uh, some comparison between uh, the high level of fatalities with human-operated vehicles against those of, of machine or artificially or cars using artificial intelligence uh, in that regard. It's, it's uh, not very easy to sum up and, and consider, is it? No, for sure. I mean, um, just think about it. They've got vehicles at the moment that can dodge obstacles up to 27, uh, up to 60 kilometers an hour. But, you know, again, there's the human factor. So the vehicle might be able to dodge cones, but can it dodge cones and suddenly there's a dog that runs past on the other side? Whereas a human might read that better because as as drivers or as, as people, we just function different. With your vehicles, as I say, the development and the clever programming that goes into it is going to get better and better and better over time. But... Again, you know, where do we, where do you draw the line, or how do you look at this from a who's who is um, ultimately in control point of view, and then who becomes responsible should something go wrong? 
Yeah, very, very key thoughts. I'm uh, probably a little bit conservative, so I'd like to see this technology well established before I let a car drive me or any of my family around. Warren, a very interesting insight. Uh, thanks as always for your time, and we look forward to uh, catching up with you as, as this technology develops and, and hopefully at some point reaches our shores. No, definitely. You know, I've always said that Elon Musk is a South African and he should technically be building these vehicles in this country. We need stuff like that here. And, you know, what's stopping somebody from going and going going to go and talk to him and trying to get him to come back here and build a factory here? I'd love to see this vehicle with a South African badge, uh, built-in South Africa badge all over it. I mean, it just screams volumes for what once was, as I say. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, Warren. That was Warren Tucker, the car guy.